What's up, my girls, my beautiful queens, my sisters? Welcome again to Girl Talk with Jay Marie. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm super excited because you know me. Of course, I'm your host, Jay Marie. You know, a little crazy, kind of cool, kind of sexy ho, something like that. But because it's Girl Talk, you know a wise man is going to want to listen. And for the month of June, we have had an incredible list of wise men. Today, it doesn't stop. I have my bro on the episode, Stefan Chaney, and I want y'all to start clapping right now. Say what's up to my girl, Stefan. <laughs> hey, Queens. How y'all doing? Happy to be here. We are so happy to have you. You guys, he's such a well-rounded man. So that's why he's on this show today. He's an incredible husband, father, businessman, minister. He does it all. And he's talented. He just doesn't really say that too much. But if you go and follow him, you will see. He could just do about every single thing. And as you know, this month we are honoring our black, beautiful men and kings. And we appreciate them. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Happy Father's Day, y'all, because we are going to talk about it. Prayer on the spot now. You know, let's shout out to Prayer on the Spot, my prayer ministry, 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 no, my prayer ministry. Now, Stefan, you already know, you know, you know, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. So on this show, we do have a segment called Prayer on the Spot where we like to give a scripture for everybody to take to their prayer closets. I want people to make sure that they have a word that they can use for the week, really for the rest of their lives. So this week, we are talking about fatherhood. So this scripture is going to come from the book of Proverbs, y'all. Get your Bibles out and turn to the book of Proverbs. Okay, let me quit playing. All right, so Proverbs 1 and 8. Now, we just love Proverbs on Girls Up with Jay Marie. We need all the wisdom in the world. Okay, so Proverbs 1 and 8 says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. I'm going to read that one more time because some of y'all was on your phones. It's that. Proverbs 1 and 8. Hear, my son, your father's teaching. It doesn't say that. It says, hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Now, I'm just going to kick it right over to you, Stefan. I want to know when you hear that scripture, what do you think about? Did you, what instruction did you get from your father or what do you give to your children? Yeah, so that's a powerful scripture. And the first thing I, I acknowledge is the the beauty in the collective, the mother and the father, right? So uh, yeah. as a and it's very important for us to have guidance from other men, uh, but it's also important for us to see the hand that the woman plays in supporting the man and how that births a beautiful thing in, in the life of the son. And so for, for my dad, I remember one of the things that he gave me early on was always look people in their eye, always have a firm handshake, always work hard, earn your money. And so he taught me work ethic at a very early age. And, you know, my mom, even though my dad and my mom divorced at an early age, my mom was always the one that would be the comforter. Like I would be on a football field. I'd, I'd be on the ground with an injury. My mom is on the field. I and know she's that. me off the field with her arm around me. And my dad is like, what are you doing? You're going to make him soft. But she was like, no, like this is, this is my baby. So, you know, I remember that very vividly at an early age. And, and I saw the different dynamic, even though my parents weren't together, but I saw the importance of, you know, my dad being there to make sure that I was you know, being raised and that I valued work ethic, that I valued integrity, that that I valued respect. 
And then my mom was there to show that she always loved and cared for me. So it showed the full dynamic of, of God and that he's going to give you a firm word. He's going to give you something true that you can, that you can live by, but he's also going to love you throughout the process. So that's what I think about. Man, man. Now see, if I would have tried to explain the scripture, y'all, it was not going to come out like that. What an incredible understanding of the word, number one. Number two, how to incorporate the mother and the father and the importance of both. Regardless, if they in, end up staying together, you still can get instruction from your dad and teachings from your mother whenever they're separate. It's just about making sure that both dynamics are available, and that's the blessing. And I love how you tied that back in into God. And so this month, like I said, we're honoring our fathers and the importance of fatherhood in the Black community. And we want to get a little bit more familiar with you so that they can kind of see the type of person we're talking to. I love for my girls to get that understanding and the intimacy. So I have a topic that I like to go into called this quick three with Jay Marie. So there's three questions, Stefana. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know me. So don't be, I know. That's why you're here because you're going to keep it real. But I also want people to get an idea of things that you do because y'all, I'm not trying to like toot his horn. He's just a very, very, very well-rounded father. He's just, he's one of those people that you can truly learn from a good mentor. And this is what I want to have on my show for any, any type of artist or guest co-host. So with these questions, just listen, y'all just listen. Number one, Stefan, what was your favorite thing about being a kid? My favorite thing about being a kid was not having to pay bills. <laughs> Thank you! Uh, <laughs> um, I think we take for granted. We want to grow up so fast and we want to take responsibility. But my favorite thing about being a kid was being able to just be a kid, being able to go out and play, being able to, you know, go to school and play sports and just come home and have food there and not have to worry about putting it there. I just had to worry about, you know, eating all of my food. So I, I just love being able to be a kid, being able to have friends, being able to just enjoy life. And uh, I would advise everyone, if you're under the age of, if you're still in your, your parents' home, if you're under the age of 18, like, don't rush it. Like, don't rush to get grown because this grown life is real. <laughs> It's a real situation. Now, this was always, my mother will tell you, that's my thing. I never was rushing to grow up. And I think it does something to you as an adult when you just enjoy being the child. Think about how many people didn't get to have a childhood. It's like, it sucks when you have to grow up and you were never a child. So I, I can't go into more detail. I say I'm going to click three. Um, I'm going to try to do that. So we're going to go to question number two. That was great. Now, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? And are you doing that right now? Uh, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. And no, oh. I'm not right now. But the thing is, I sucked at basketball. So <laughs> I just knew I wanted to play in the league. And I remember, you know, shooting hoops out in my front yard and just, you know, trying to make all the big shots and not making the team when I went to high school. Because it wasn't the coach's fault. Like, I was, was trapped. I, you know, I, I was a football. So <laughs> I, I played football. And, and so I, my excuse back then was, well, we were in the playoffs. I didn't really have time to prep for basketball tryouts. But the truth of the matter is I was trash. Um, so, no, I'm not doing what I wanted to do because I wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, but it worked out in my favor because I'm living a life that's much more uh, pleasing uh, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> he was like, no, I was trash. Now, you heard that. Y'all take that message because some people just don't want to admit it. Yeah. You're strong in certain things, and some things you need to just leave that to somebody else. It, it is what it is. You can play football. Everybody ain't supposed to play basketball. Yeah. I love that answer so much. And so just going into our last question on quick three, what is your favorite thing to do with your children? And how, how many children do you have? And what is your favorite thing to do with your children? So right now I have two. I have a three-year-old, uh, Luke. I have a one-year-old who's about to be two in uh, September named Ezra. And I have a baby on the way in October. Uh, so right now my favorite thing to do with my boys is dance. Um, I work from home. I've been working from home even before COVID. And so a lot of times, even though I'm home all day, I'm upstairs and I'm, I'm shut off in a room and I'm just working. And so when I come downstairs, I don't want to be in work mode. So I want my boys to see me in fun mode. And so, you know, I just like to put on music and dance with them. You know what I mean? And like Ezra, he, he's the party, he's the party animal. So as soon as he hears music and he hears, he hears me say, Hey, that's all he needs to go in is a quick, he's swag something and doing all the, the, the moves I used to do in college. But my favorite thing is just, is just to dance with him and ultimately just be present and, and create memories for them to, to know that dad was, you know, a good person to be around. We, we enjoy being around dad um, so that when I have to discipline them, it won't be as bad because they know I'm not just the disciplined person. I'm also the fun one as well. So having that is, is helping with the balance. So That's so fun. And so do you guys know what you're having? Uh, what is October? That's right around the corner. Wait, it's June, y'all. This y'all right? Did you guys find out what you're having? Are you gonna not gonna? Are you gonna wait? We found out. We just haven't announced it publicly yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not gonna tell us. I'm just trying to make sure. I would be wrong if I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll tell you offline because I, I I don't mind announcing it, but we gotta as husband and wife, we gotta agree on that stuff before we just. I, I got, just want to say I'm gonna push the buttons. I wouldn't be a true I wouldn't be a true host if I didn't. So yeah, I'll tell you this much. I'll is tell it, you this. is it built toward an all boys basketball team? I'll tell you this much. Okay. Either, I'll tell you this much. It's a 50-50 chance that it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> you know what? Okay, um, we're going to receive that. We'll wait because I'll bring you back on when the new one comes because that's three. Let me tell y'all something about Stefan. Two things, just to add to what he just said, the dancing part. Number one, I was at their wedding, right? I, I don't know. Mother, do we have time so I can just ask him to tell me real quick how the proposal thing went? And if we do, we got to talk about it. But the wedding, right? I'm telling you, these two, my sis Christina and him, they turn this into Dancing with the Stars. I've been to several, well, no, I haven't been to several weddings. I won't lie. Theirs was like the initiator because it seemed like everybody got married right after them. But like theirs was the set in stone. Like you had to come, you need to bring Beyonce to the wedding because they came out and I promise you, nobody was ready for this. I don't care who you are. I didn't know Stefan was about to get down like that. Christina's an entertainer anyway. So, you know, you already kind of know she probably can dance because she knows how to sing and she was an entertainer, all this stuff. Stefano, they came out looking like a straight up Dancing with the Stars. So please, because it looks like we have just a couple of minutes, please tell me as quick as possible. I know that you guys just had an anniversary not too long ago. I just hope that your love stays as fresh as it feels when we see you all. So tell us really quick how the initial 
engagement with. I want people to know that it's possible, ladies. It's possible. Uh, so we, I met Christina um, in September of 2013. And this is the year that I decided to surrender everything to God. Uh, I, I had a lifestyle previously of, of being what I would just sum up as a man whore. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of the things that I experienced as a result of that lifestyle led to just a bunch of disappointment, lost jobs, car accidents, jail, like a lot of rock bottom ish scenarios. And so I decided to, to turn everything around in, um, July of 2013, I met Christina in September. And so when I met her, I was such in a place where I didn't want to step outside of alignment that I didn't even want to ask for a number. And the way I met her was waiting in line at an event that was being promoted through the church at the time, through through one church and Unlikely Heroes. And my wife now and her best friend walks up to us and her best friend is like, hey, guys, thank you for saving our place in line. And we didn't know who they were. But I looked at my boy. I was like, yo, these they're, they're bad. Like, let's get it. <laughs> And so uh, fast forward from that day to, you know, March was when we actually went on our first date because I sat back and I just watched her. I didn't want to rush into anything because I knew what old habits were and I didn't want to trigger any old habits. So we went out and we had ice cream and I remember having ice cream for two hours. And I remember thinking to myself, I've never spent this much time. We could have created ice cream from that point. Uh, in that time. But I remember saying to myself, I've never spent this much time with a woman without being intoxicated. I've never spent this much time with a woman without wanting anything from her other than conversation. And I've never spent this much time with a woman without sex and wanted to see her again. And so from that point, from March to September, we spent a lot of time together. And I actually ended up proposing six months later. Did you hear what the man said? Oh, right on time, bro. What's up, Chief? <laughs> what's going on? What's hey, up, what's up, what's up? What's up? What's up? We are in the middle of hearing a little bitty backstory on how Stefan proposed to Christina in six months. And I just wanted to give my girls some encouragement. Because both of y'all are taken, so ladies, sorry. But um, <laughs> they are both best and amazing men, and that's why the show. So Thank Stefan you. told you, he summarized it at perfect timing. Six months later, he proposed and I told y'all, their wedding was a dancing with the stars situation, okay? So it got real and it got real real quick, but it sounds like Stefan the main thing was that that surrender that you did it turned it into all the other blessings that have come since then from you having the beautiful children that you have, the great job, career, the man of God that you are now. It's just so many things that came from that. So I just wanted them to hear that. I needed y'all to understand. Y'all better be looking for somebody who decided to say, you know what, let me get my life together today. <laughs> let me get it together today. So welcome. I'll, I'll add one more thing to that, Jen. And, and that's in that six month period of time, like we had both decided not to have sex. So we waited until oh, March. Got so, that part. Yeah. So there there was no sex involved, no sexual activity whatsoever. You know, the biggest thing that happened was a kiss and a handhold. And sometimes we had to limit that. But we were serious about maintaining, you know, our purity towards each other because we had we had a past. We were serious about doing this thing the right way. And now we're we just celebrate five years of marriage with two boys and uh, another child on the way. So God is good. 
Ooh, yeah, for a hot second, we moved out there, uh, there for a little bit, and I, I, I faced, you know, racism at that at that level. You know, even the, with the kids, I had kids just start stuff with me. I was a new student, and obviously, um, I was gonna defend myself, but I had nobody to to defend me when I defended myself. You know, and so when I defend myself, you look like the bad guy because you stand up for yourself against, yeah. um, you know, anybody that's not black. I mean, they'll let you fight if you're black. I mean, yeah. sure. Exactly. But just to just to make it short so I don't go through every single thing, it's it can be tough because I mean of course you, you see, you know, the good sides and bad sides of people, but it's kinda scary though, like especially now, like all the stuff I'm seeing and obviously the internet allows you to see, you know, if you dive into anything, any rabbit hole, like you can it can amplify anything, but this issue is a real issue though. You know, I don't I don't walk around and mean mug every cop I see, but do I trust the police? Like, when I see a policeman driving by me, of course I try to keep my cool. Like, yo, it ain't got nothing to do with me. But I'm I, I'm still nervous. I'm terrified if I get pulled over. I'm terrified. I've been terrified. I mean, I've been pulled over just me and my wife were going to pick up our daughter. And it was they were trying to figure out a reason to ask. Like, they pulled it over first and then trying to figure out why they did it. And eventually let us go. Big sigh of relief. But, like, you just never know, you know? And it's, it's, it's scary. And then also having to just think about having a conversation with your kids and you know i have a young daughter and now i have a, a son now so i have both and it's just so many things that we got to do to prepare our kids just to live a regular life that other people don't have to think about and i don't think they understand that pretty much so it it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of um you know you, you have to really like just fight through it and just you know just lean on you know lean on god with it honestly just and see what what the answer is, but obviously, but you really gotta. I really have to make sure I groom them, just to have like just self love and just to know how to just be, just be a decent human being. Period. To where everything can fall in line. To where if you are getting put over and harassed, like that, you just kind of know like I'm not gonna give them anything to work off of. Right. And even, right. but you know, that sometimes ain't you enough. just don't know. You know that's the other yeah. part of. It. Like, like you said, and I love that you just said, teach them how to be a decent human being. And, and, and I, both of you, I know I, how you all are as fathers. And I feel like with that, that is the first step that we have, even just a, a small chance that if this continues in the way that it has, at least, you know, that you don't have a child that's going to be just straight up ignorant. Like, man, no, oh, what's up? Cause I think with fathers being in the home, having that authority figure in your home, it allows you to learn how, and not saying that all police officers are coming at you correct where you they deserve to get your respect but i think it kind of teaches you to have some type of authority like okay so if daddy says this you know you know how to um submit in in, in a respectful way submit yeah. to authority and, and when you don't have a daddy in your home i really have noticed and believe that it causes you to be a little bit more reckless and flip it off the tongue or like what's up more aggressive um not to say that they have a right to do what they do to us i'm not uh, i'm not saying that no, but what I will say is I think it teaches us to be like, okay, this is like, like you said, what they teach us is stay calm. You got to say yes, sir, and da-da-da. And I won't get into it too much because I'm in my feelings a little bit about everything that's going on. But it's bull crap. But then again, you want your babies to survive. You know, you're just trying to keep them alive at this point. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I was going to add okay. one, one thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my wife this morning. And I told her I cannot help but think that when it comes to life and death, 
I have to factor in that my ticket out could be an encounter with the police. Back in the day, it was high blood pressure, you know, cholesterol, you know what I mean, heart problems. But like we're the time that we're in, I have to factor in that this is a real. Sh- I mean, this is a real. On the stick, please. And so to your point, I think you know having having the awareness of that, I can help build a strategy around protecting my sons and say, listen. You know, it's not fair that we have to have these conversations and our white brothers and sisters don't have to. But my responsibility is keeping them safe and keeping them alive and making sure that they can thrive. So, yes, teaching them, you know, self-control, introducing them to God at a a very early age, because if they're able to tap into the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So regardless of what you're going through. If you're able to submit to the spirit, you can make it through any situation, crooked cop or otherwise. And and that's going to be the thing that that I find comfort in, knowing that my kids have a relationship with God for themselves. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, uh, um, what you said, Jen, uh, yeah, what you said as far as like being uh, you was going on somewhere and it just brought me back to the decent human thing. Right. So. Obviously, yeah. that falls under like knowing God, because even with God, it comes with God comes wisdom. Like I'm always, I'm always speaking on that. Like at in in the house, like just make make wise choices. And um, but um, as far as just being decent, like even that even goes. Like I'm glad I have a a, a son and a daughter. That's I wanted both. You know, and usually people uh they assume that because I wanted a boy first. Or whatever that it was like, I just was waiting on my boy just so he could be my boy, and it's like it ain't really that, you know. My daughter, like one, I'm glad I have my daughter first. Like that's that's how that helped me. That opened me up to a whole different like just the daddy's Even girl dynamic. Probably helps. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, like the reason why I love having both because so much I feel like it's so much that they can learn within the household, and this is gonna make sense with the being decent because I feel like. He's gonna. They will know how to respect each other as opposite sex, uh, opposite sexes. Um, my my son is a little lighter skin as well. We don't know. I mean, he may have gotten that from his grandmother. <laughs> but, uh, but my daughter, my, but my daughter is a little more like you know more chocolatey, more my complexion. And even then, they're gonna be able to learn that that whole dynamic that you know you know our generation. We grew up. It was a whole light dark thing i'm african mostly too so like i was getting you know my name was being made fun of my ears used to stick out so i was monkeys and african booty scratches and all types of stuff growing up and uh and then on top of that we have that aspect we're not Niger- they're nigerian kids so like you have that that african african-american divide that they can try to learn how to work through that uh light and dark they learn how to work through and male and female and just like my like you know we're you know teaching our son that decency early like you know just because you see it, or you see somebody that is, uh, you may think that they don't respect themselves. That don't mean you go and disrespect them. And that goes back to this whole dynamic we have of race. So many, so many people try to bring up the argument, you know, about, you know, black on black. But when it comes to using certain words that everybody wants to use, that, that you know, that most of us are taking back, we use it amongst friends or whatever. They want to oh. say it so bad. I'm like, well, you guys say it, or cops killed this guy. We're upset. Well, you guys. Like that's that's a conversation that oh my god we'll have it'll be a whole nother day to see you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be decent man you gotta be you gotta be like that that's and that's another thing with being walking with God because it shows like that's God is love and compassion 
and uh-huh. you can under you can understand like if you can if you can rescue a rabbit dog or some crazy dog and bring him into a home and nurture him and he turns into a whole different thing you never know what you could do when it's one of these kids in the inner city that I'm sorry if I'm going off topic but one of these kids in the inner city that may that may have that that situation where there is a problem up here because of the trauma that we're born into yes. it's like you know it takes you a long way man love and compassion and you know that all follows it, 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 it. no yeah, that's okay. a and that's a real state because the love love covers a multitude of sin that's something that as i've been protesting these last few weeks every week i say that because I think when we truly understand that if we love the hell out of somebody, PT said that a long time ago, like love hell out of somebody. And I was like, oh my God, it was so real because that's really what's happening when you nurture something and love something that was so rough. Think about foster children that have been through a lot of things and they get somebody that truly loves them because they don't know what it felt like to be loved. Once you get to loving on them, all that hate and all that mean, it's like everybody, no, I don't think that that's everybody's portion. Some people want to be evil, especially when you grown and stuck in your ways and you a racist person or whatever that might be. We can't, and people been loving on you. I don't know what else we can do. But then there are certain people that, especially when we can catch them younger, like just give them some tender love and care, like teach them some things that somebody else didn't teach them. And y'all, that's why the children really are our future. And that's why I have these men on our show today because they genuinely understand it. And as Joaquin wasn't even on here, when we talked about wisdom, that we always got Proverbs on Girl Talk with Jay Marie because the wisdom that we need to live right now is insane. So get your butt in Proverbs. Proverbs, if anything, I'm gonna ask this next question. <laughs> yeah. I got it because I, I, I want to make sure. And this is gonna be a question. I start. I start with you, Stefan and Wakil. I want you to answer this too. So, right. how do y'all heal? How do black men heal right now? How do you heal? Both of you, give me an answer to this, please. Or how do you cope with what you see every day? Um, honestly, it starts with 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 self awareness. Um, as men, we typically keep things in. We don't tend to be very vulnerable and open. Uh, but what I've learned over the course of the last, you know, several years is that stuff has to come out. So I first, I have to acknowledge the fact that I am sad. I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm very emotional. I have to acknowledge the fact that I live in a crazy world and um, just, just acknowledge where I am. Then the other thing is, you know, going back to my relationship with God, I'm not trying to be super religious. That's not my thing. But God is a real God, and He's 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 He's, he's been touching me and, and and reaching me in real ways right now, in ways that people can't possibly do. And so, you know, once I acknowledge how I feel and the fact that, in, in some cases, I feel powerless, like there's nothing I can do, I seek His face. Right. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and all other things shall be added. So. I seek him and I say, listen, man, I am pissed off right now. I feel like I can kill somebody right now. I know that's not who I am, but I need you to come in and heal and show, show the direction of where this thing is going. Show me how I fit in and show me what I can do that's going to cause real impact. And so that's a conversation I'm having daily. So how I deal with it, how I cope with it is in prayer, it's in worship, it's in you know finding men that I can connect with. That's why I love the ministry at, at my church, Five Thousand Kings. We have vulnerable conversation. We talk about real issues and we help sharpen one another and provide real strategy to work through anything we're dealing with. So 
important to acknowledge it. It's important to bring God into it, surrender everything to him. But it's also important to have people that you can connect with that you can get that stuff off of your chest and really be vulnerable with. That's a great answer. Thank you so much for sharing. And bro, what about you? What you doing to heal and cope? Or what do you suggest? Um, well, you yeah, you covered a lot. It's funny because um just to tag team off of what he said, um, I think the time that that even when I met you, when we were going to the same church and stuff like that, I had uh I've never I've never been one to be like down and stressed and stuff like that. But around I think like maybe when me and Kelly first got married. I think 2011, like 2010, 2011, like I was really, I think I found myself in like a depressive state. And, uh, and I feel like this can kind of go with what's going on now because it's kind of like, like I said, like we are, it's, it's kind of scary being a black individual period right now and, and seeing how things are going on. We're, I'm sure a lot of us are educating ourselves on that. And just the more you learn about the history and certain details you didn't know, like it's good to get it in, but then it's like, what you almost feel like a slightly hopeless like well what do i even do yeah. <laughs> I, everything is designed right you know what i'm saying and Woo. so it's like uh but i can just say me personally uh in that time that's like the most crime i've ever done the most like uh because I, I, i'm usually like if i'm not if you ain't catching me being goofy or you ain't catching me on stage i'm really like laid back or really just in my head and I, my head used to work against me because I used to think of all these things, all these scenarios, scare myself, stress myself. And I just had to find a way to re, um, to like allow God to show me how to rework that, like to where it doesn't work against me. Cause it's like a coin, yeah. like, you know, any situation can be, we always go to this, man, this could go so bad. This could go so bad, but we never look at it on the other, on the other end. We don't have, it, it's not common where we, we tell people that, um, you know, just do your best no matter what and just live with the the results. And and I like to break things all the way down to like something it's like math. Like you you can better understand how to multiply and all these things if you know how to add subtract like just the regular yeah. stuff. So like big big situations. Even um um like I said, part I'm sorry, I have a habit of ranting, so just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like if you deal with the stuff inside, like he said, because we keep it all inside, but that means it's all in there. So yeah. I always think with any situation, you got to go, I always say inside out. I tell it to my kids. I tell it to even my wife when she, maybe she's not on it. Like start, start with the inside first, because at least that's something you kind of have some control over when it comes I, to everybody else, even how we approach the, uh, you know, people of another race. Because, you know, a lot of them have a thing against us. I can say every single one of them individually, but just as a systematically and just culturally, it's a thing. And you can live with the results of, okay, if I walk by this person, I'm not going to sit there. If you look at me, my thing is, if you look at me in in, in my face while we're walking by, you're going to get this high hello or something. You're going to get it from me. So so if if you don't like it, then... Don't look at me next time, cause I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with it. You gonna feel awkward. Like I've seen some people break out their shell and like, oh hello, or they're like, oh, you know what? You're not a bad one. Like yeah, that's what. You, what what is the bad one? But uh, it's like no, that inside, makes me feel uncomfortable. You nice all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live with the. You gotta live with the results. Like even even going at it, like you know, you you just gotta be able to um step outside of yourself, but after stepping, you know, inward and knowing and getting what's going on. But, like, as far as, like, amongst black men, 
um, I don't know if you touched on this at all, but like, yeah, we we try to hide, you know, emotions and things of that, and th- this and that, and we 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 clown people for being emotional. We clown people for showing like they have some type I, of love for their woman. We clown people if they, you know, show any type of humanness, you know, and you know we clown, you know, we 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 are who we are. That's you know, that's, we thought it was funny to be making fun of that stuff till we realized we needed it so bad once we exactly, figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you gotta I don't know, we gotta let down the, the, the uber masculinity, we gotta let down the homophobia, we gotta let down just you know, just the, the, the need and want to be right about everything and knowing everything because we don't know everything. We not right about everything. Sometimes we you know, some of us are smart and we get things, but it's still it's so much to learn and like you know before i depart with any one of my brothers that's like close to me my friends i we all tell each other we love each other before we go about if i, I see one of my that. boys we i see one of my that's boys right, you know we dap up we hug my son oh my god i'll be my doing son, this now because i do do this i think that's hard i was like heck yeah i appreciate it's like love but it's like love lady, we dap, we hug whatever like some of my friends even now it, sometimes it's been time i come up with it i think he wants to die he's like man Slap my hand away and we we hug like give me a hug, bro. And my son, like, um, I with him, like, I really want him because that's that's what that's one thing that a lot of us are missing. We get to stop crying and this and this and this and that. Like my dad, he's my dad used to kiss me, embrace me and stuff like that when I was younger. And I I want to do the, I do the same with my little boy. Like he, do you I do that too? Like, your son. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. He seems like the type that does. Like I, I really rough house with him. Me too. It seemed like it to me too. Yeah. Yeah, I mess with him and stuff like that. But yeah, it's all hugs and and, and love. Like he, we need that. Everybody needs that. You know right. what I'm saying? Like everybody needs that. Because y'all love like. y'all sons this way, then the future children that they end up meeting that are young women are gonna be like, oh my gosh, no wonder he knows how to love me and treat me like a lady. Because he had a healthy relationship with his dad and his mom and was being yeah. loved yeah. on people. So I hope those who are listening understand, yes. like yes. these two have just said, seriously. Love on your kids. Let them emote. These make healthy human beings later, y'all. I shout out my mom and my daddy because they did that. And like you, Stefan, they didn't stay together the whole time, but the way they loved on me individually, the way they loved on my brother, because I was an only girl, but I saw that type of love, and it helps us later on in life. So I'm sorry. I have to I have to go to the next portion because we about to get ready to close the show. This Uh-oh. goes so fast. Every time I do it, it goes too fast. This is the thing. So as Stefan said, he likes to worship. He likes to praise. That's me too. Your hair is our musical artist. And we want to know this. First of all, with your music, what are you writing? And can you give us something right now? Like anything. Y'all, he can do everything. So I'm putting pressure on him. But I also just want him to share a little something, something for us on Father's Day. Excuse me, answer first. Well, right now, uh, I'm working on... It's been a minute since I dropped like a project, but I'm definitely working on one. But I don't know if you know this, but you know I do like a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. So like that's probably why you haven't seen so much, so many like oh the next project this is this EP that because I do a lot of music for like film and TV. Um, I've been dipping into acting. I've been other multi talented. Just both yeah. of them. I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, but right now I am trying to work on a project. It was going away, but I just kind of felt like I need to. Say, I'm not going to force speaking about certain issues, but I just want to speak about just all the stuff that's going on in my mind as, 
with the things going around me. So I'm definitely planning on putting a, a project out based off of that. But um, yeah, so many things, so many things at, at once. But um, let me see. You want, you said you want something right now? Like just a just a little something, something, just some bars, just a few bars. Oh, yeah, just okay. a little uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, like the the window to the soul. If you look inside them, man, you never know what you end up finding. Secrets that we hold is kind of crazy, ain't it? You plant a seed and watch it grow. Life is what you make it. So I'm going to make right. it out the cold. It's a fire in me. Shoot the sirens in the holes. They can die trying. But I ain't stopping. Never know. Build a house on sand and watch it crumble to the flow. Said I've been trying to get it. Get it. Committed to this right. ignorant shit. The game been the same hoe. Just letting every nigga hit. But I'm the one thinking I'm the one that's going to turn around. Guess this is a couple things I still need to learn about. She don't want to be saved. I can't save her. Came a long way from saying say, <laughs> saying no to strangers, for cooking up the studio and hitting up bangers. Ah, the hard times wrote these hard lines. And I'ma be a legend on this earth until I fade away. Fade away. Fade away. I'ma be a legend on this earth until I fade away. Yeah, I'ma let y'all, y'all gonna get that on the project. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Listen for the project. And like you said, man, you build a something on the on the sand, it's gonna fade away, okay? Do you hear what yeah, the man yeah, said? Exactly. That word right exactly. there. Thank you exactly. so much for blessing Thank us you. with your presence, with your gift. Yes, and yes. Now I got one more thing for you, fellas. You beautiful kings. Stefan, please start us off. If you want to leave one thing for young men as well as your fellow fathers, what do you want to share with them as we close out the show today? Um, <clears throat> I just want to remind every king of your value. Uh, I think if we start seeing ourselves right, uh, to the point you made earlier, Jen, uh, healthy homes lead to healthy neighborhoods. Healthy neighborhoods lead to healthy cities and states, you know, society at large and a healthy world. So a lot of that starts with, with the men. And I believe that if we see ourselves the right way, then we'll be able to appreciate those around us even more. We'll be able to appreciate the women that we come into contact with. We'll be able to see them as the queens that they are, because they too are created in the image of God, and we can appreciate the God in them and see them through the lens of God instead of the lens of promiscuity. Um, and that will lead to us treating them better. That will lead us to cherishing them, appreciating them, and, and not using them. Um, and when we do that, that will lead to healthier relationships. That's going to lead to healthier families, and that's going to essentially change the world. So, kings, fellas, remember that you are royalty. You're an heir of the kingdom. You're created in God's image and his likeness. You have dominion over everything that will try to stand against you, and you have everything that you need to be great in this world right now, because we're here right now for a reason. So tap that's into your right. here, and, and, and let's get it. I, I'm a, I, first of all, first of all, everything he just said. <laughs> first of all, everything with that. And, um, yes, value is huge. Value yourself. Let's value our women. You know what I'm saying? And uh, even if you, even you young people that want to get that that maybe like a little older and they want to you want to step into marriage and stuff like that. I guess just to maybe just because he already he covered a lot, so I'm gonna cover another yeah. portion of it. When it comes sure. to like, let's say my wife, she she's she's submissive to me but the thing is with uh with our culture it's kind of kind of gotten a bad that word is kind of like an eh because we as men have and that doesn't mean us individually but 
I can take responsibility for all oh, men. We mishandled that to where the trust is gone. I don't, Ooh. my wife doesn't submit to me to be, she don't submit to me for me to be her, her ruler, her boss. I'm not her boss. She's her own person. I'm, if anything, I want her, I, we, we are equals. I'm the, I'm the head, she the neck. I don't, I can't move without her. So we, we got to build each other up to where we on the same plane and we're operating as a team. Your, your woman, or if you guys that are going to, that want to be in a serious relationship, your woman is not supposed to be submissive to you in, in a way to where you just get to do whatever you want to do. She's submissive because she trusts you as a leader. And as a leader, you gotta be you gotta be able to lead and you guys gotta be able to be a team at the end of the day. You're not we can't we can't be like, you know, we're not here to be oppressors. We're not here to like repeat the cycles of what's been going on, how this country has been run and all these things. It's not about our uber masculinity. It's about working together. You know, it takes it takes two to tango. And if you are, you know, it 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 is dictatorship is not the way to go. So value your not the way to go. Value each other. Value our women, and 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 let's 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 start growing internally so we can be we can love ourselves better, and we then we can love everybody else even better as well. So, amen, bro. Now before we go, thank you both so much. First of all, that word is just a word. God, I pray to God that y'all listening to this. And Chief, can you please let them know where they can find you, your handles or where's your website, whatever you prefer. Please let them know your information real quick. Um, it's. Pretty simple, Chief, C-H-I-E-F, Wakil, W-A-K-I-L. Uh, that's my handle on Instagram, at Chief Wakil. Um, that's where I'm mainly at. Um, everything else is there. Chief Wakil on YouTube, Chief Wakil on iTunes, Chief Wakil on, just just look it up, C-H-I-E-F, But hit me on IG, that's where I'm at most of the time, if I'm going to communicate, but yeah. And nice meeting you, man. Yeah. Stefan, please, you do the same. Y'all can link up now. Y'all know each other now. <laughs> Stefan, please share your info where we with you too. So Instagram is at Stefan.chaney. So that's S-T-E-P-H-O-N dot C-H-A-N-E-Y. And um, my wife and I, we, we have a blog um, that we're about to kick back off because things slow down when you start making these babies. But having babies. Hey, uh, that's thefunandforever.com, just everything spelled out. And uh, we, we'll, we'll have a YouTube page uh, for that as well called The Fun and Forever. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, T looking it up right now. That's what y'all better be doing as well, my queens and my kings. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to the very special episode where we get to say happy Father's Day to all the men, but especially my black men. I love y'all. You guys are kings. You are warriors. You are men of valor. Remember that. And you go out there and get ready to take the world by storm. Thank you so much for watching Jay Marie. Girl, talk with Jay Marie. I'm Jay Marie, y'all. And please follow us as well on all social media everywhere, YouTube, iTunes and make sure you guys remember this you have a story to tell and because you're alive, you still get to make your own happy ending, don't let nobody tell you nothing different, let's get it y'all, thank you so much for watching thank you bro thank you y'all the bomb, y'all the bomb, bomb. till next time bye, right. bye.